are listening to Vantage Point Podcast, dedicated to giving godly perspective to everyday living. Let's get into this week's episode. What's going on, family? Welcome back to Vantage Point Podcast, a podcast where we bring insight, keys, and perspective to daily living through the lens of God. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm so glad you're with us again. And as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, we're outside sitting in beautiful downtown Tulsa in the Guthrie Green District. And let me tell you, we have an amazing eight-week series that's about to kick off today and it's called summer takeover and, and basically what that means is for the next eight weeks i'm giving the keys to vantage point to eight amazing guest hosts for the next eight weeks and i'm telling you they all have a word they all um, are going to bring something that that's going to change you challenge you and hope to give you those perspectives uh, for daily living and so for week one this first week of a summer takeover we're going to have an amazing speaker i met this young man 2020 at transformation church um, at the grand opening and let me tell you he has a heart for god he has a heart for people and i'm telling you right now you're going to be inspired by what he has to talk about so i want to welcome to vantage point our first guest host of summer takeover michael ty what a blessing it is to just be back with the family, the Vantage Point family. Come on, y'all. Who would have thought a year ago all this would manifest where we are now? But God. God orchestrated this. God brought us back all together. Got us through COVID. Got us through the pandemic. Um, it allowed us to learn and grow with one another. And now we're here. And I, I just want to bring us up in a quick prayer um, before I really get into what I feel Holy Spirit is telling me that I need to bring to you guys today. So Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity right now for all of us to be here and be present. No matter when or where everyone is listening to this, we are present for you, Lord. We thirst and hunger for your nourishment. We are yearning for your love and constantly want to be embraced by you. Thank you for all you've done in the past. Thank you for all you're doing right now. And we're saying thank you for everything you will be doing in the future. Lord, as we spend time with you right now, I just pray that we all open our minds and our hearts to just feel your presence and understand that the joy that we have deep inside our hearts is because of you. And I will praise you and honor you as I speak the words that are coming out of me to glorify you, Lord. Amen. Y'all, let's check this out. I'm going to give you what I feel is what I know best, which is just me. There's no better way for me to explain the transformation that has taken place in my life in these past one, two, three, I want to say 16 months than what I'm about to explain right now. So first and foremost, I want to spend time in this one scripture, Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. For a whole year, I sat on this scripture. And the reason for that was I surrendered on February 9th, 2020. And for some odd reason, this passage just stuck with me. And I realized after this year has gone by, 
What it was, was for me to submit and surrender and let go and not hold on to all the things that I thought I had to control when it comes to finances, when it comes to family and friends, when it comes to significant other, when it comes to so many facets of life, let go and allow God to do what he does best, which is steer your journey. You know, a lot of times I've heard so many people say, let go and let God, but I really flipped that around and started to believe. And I want to share with you that you should let God so he can teach you how to let go. If you let God take over, when you do so, you won't have to worry anymore. You won't have doubt. You won't have the fear. It's natural to have all these feelings. Absolutely. When I finally let go, right? When I let God take over and he taught me how to let go to him, the most amazing thing happened. I found peace. And when you find this peace, it's this joy of, of knowing that you're cared for, you're loved um, for everything that's gone in your life, but it's already taken place. Now, I want to submit to everybody right now that when I speak about my journey and my transformation, this is coming from a person who is broken. This is coming from a person who is lost for 38 years of my life. I'm 40 now, but for 38 years of my life, I knew of a religion of God. I knew of the things that I needed to do, tasks that I needed to check off, things that, that I thought I needed to do in order to get God's love. When you build a relationship with God, you've already won it. You've got the golden ticket. Like that's it. When you open your heart and you trust and believe that he sent his one and only begotten son down to be your Lord and Savior, for, to forgive for your sins, you truly believe in that, you're saved. But for the longest time, I didn't know that. I, I didn't feel that. I didn't understand that. And I felt like I needed to continue to do so many things. And I just want to encourage those who come across this today that it's not that complicated. It is that simple. But what happens after the point that you allow yourself to be saved and you accept that in your heart, is the moment that you get to change. Because now you make a decision. Am I going to walk towards Christ or am I going to walk towards the world? Do I stay in the word or do I stay in the world? Do I do the things that I know and I'm comfortable of doing because this is how I was raised or I've been around this for so long and I'm just content with it? Or am I going to accept the challenge of obedience? Am I going to accept the fact that God's asking more of me? And when he asks more of me, he's going to take me to so many different things. There's going to be challenges, adversity, questions, doubt, fear, anxiety. But all he's asking you to do is be obedient to what he's asking you to do. And I've learned there's only two ways to accept what is in front of you when he presents it to you. You're either going to be obedient or disobedient. There's no such thing as halfway in, halfway out, right? You can't have one foot in, one foot out, or you can't just choose what's convenient for you at these times of, of obedience. Like, no, when God, and you know in your heart that he's placed something in front of you, that's when you wholeheartedly have to choose, I'm going to do that. 
And the more you do that, the more he gives you. And the more he gives you, he's now, he now knows where your heart lies. And that's the biggest thing. When God knows where your heart lies and it's his, then you can start receiving. Because now you're going to make that adjustment. You're going to make that change. You're going to adapt your lifestyle. You're going to really realize that the goodness that everybody else has been talking about when it comes to the Lord is now right in front of you. You have an opportunity to choose this lifestyle. And again, it's not easy. It's not easy because our flesh desires certain things. The more you dive deeper into God, the more you dive deeper into the word, the more you have community with people, the bigger the target on your back is going to be. And I've heard this time and time, I didn't realize it until it hit me that yes, temptation, fear, doubt, the enemy is going to throw everything at you to get you off course. There's always going to be the spiritual warfare battling to see if you really about that life. Are you really about to continue on with God? Are you going to just kind of waver? Are you going to rely on your prayer? Because as we learn in Transformation Church, prayer is our first response. It's not our last resort. And let me segue into that real quick. Many times, I, even myself as a believer growing up, the only time you hear me talk about prayer or do prayer is when I needed something from the Lord. That's the only time. I never prayed to say thank you. I never prayed to say I'm grateful. I never prayed for all these different things and people that I met. I prayed only at the times where I was like, Lord, I need, I need you to come through right now. God, I need you to, yeah, can you do this? This one time, I promise I won't do it again. Lord, can you just make sure this happens? And I don't know, countless prayers like that growing up. But what I realized is it's just like any other relationship. When I really got into my, my reading, when I really got into just take, spending time with God, I realized the relationship is even through the thick of things, are you going to cultivate this relationship? Or, or, or are you only going to be in this relationship when you need something? Like imagine if God was sitting next to you or is actually your friend like here on earth. And the only time you speak to this friend is when you need something. I mean, many of us have probably been across that or been that person on the receiving end, that you have a person in your life that constantly just comes to you when they need something, but they never reach out to you just to say hello. And can you imagine? That's what we do to God each and every time. And that can just weigh someone down. But the beauty of it is he loves us that much that he's just waiting for us to go to him. So if we go to him one step more than just the time of need, let's just say to say thank you. To say thank you for the people he's introduced us in our life. To say thank you for running water. To say thank you for the opportunity to have food in the fridge, to say thank you for the fact that you're alive and you're breathing, that you have breath. If we just said something like that each and every day, could you imagine the impact that we have on God? Could you imagine how he feels when he sees that his child is like, wow, he's grateful for the things I blessed him with, or he's, she's grateful for the things that I showed her. How amazing would that feel? You as a person, you know how that feels. So I encourage each and every person, it's nothing crazy. You don't have to recite prayers. All God is asking you to do is just talk to him. It's as simple as that. And I, I kid you not, when I first, 
when I first heard about this and someone said, you just need to talk to him and speak in your own way. Whatever lingo you use, whatever inflection you use, whatever words you use, use it. Just talk to him as you grow deeper and deeper in love with God and you feel his love being poured on you. You will soon see that your speech will adjust and you're going to see him in a different light. But you always will remember that he's there. And, and, I, and I pray and I hope each and every person feels that, that the presence of God is always there. He's just waiting for each and every one of us. Remember, the good Lord is a gentleman. He's never going to kick the door through and try to grab you and be like, hey, I've been trying to get your attention. No. He's waiting for us to open the door to let him into our heart. And when we finally open up that door and allow him to come in, I promise you, healing, healing from past hurts, heartache, pain, trauma, frustration, um, anxiety, addiction, whatever you need, allow him to come into you and let him start working in you. A lot of people have mentioned to me as of late that, oh, you know, you're a baby Christian. You're just new at this. You're so on fire with God. Here's the thing. Here's the key thing that I will tell everyone. It's not an overnight sensation. You're not going to all of a sudden just be renewed and on fire for God. You have to develop this consistency. And why do you develop these, this consistency? It's because you're going to be walking a marathon. And if you don't build good habits one foot in front of the other, you're going to trip. You're going to roll an ankle. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to go into the wrong crowd. You're going to veer off the path. When you have a consistent lifestyle of, of praying, of reading the word, of surrounding yourself with godly community, and having conversations about more about the Bible, more about God, more about what do you feel God is telling you to do in your life, you will see this change, this beauty, this new light that comes into your life. And, and, and again, it doesn't matter how old you are. You may have caught on to this when you were in your teens. Maybe you're around my age, almost, almost 40, now 40. Maybe you're older, you catch on when you're 65 and you're retired. But whenever you were supposed to come upon this path with the Lord, that was the time. No sooner, no later, right? A lot of times some people will say like, wow, you didn't find God until now? You're right, I didn't. And that's okay. Because if it was anytime sooner, you may not have been able to receive the gift of what's in front of you. And if it was any time later, you know, it, it, it wouldn't it'd be to pass. But the time was right now. The fact that your mind is open, the fact that your heart is ready to receive, the fact that you're yearning for more in this life because you realize like, you know what? I've been trying this on my own and I've been struggling. And I see somebody over here who is a believer and they are so peaceful. <laughs> and they have something about this joy that they have each and every day they come into work or every time I come across them, I want that. And if you want that, I'm telling you this right now, it will be the greatest decision. And I know my brother Nick will say this again when he wraps this up, but it's the greatest decision that you can make in your life, right? It, it, there's nothing else that, that can replenish you, rejuvenate you, um, because as you continue on your journey, you're going to see more people come to Christ, which is going to just reignite that flame that you once had. And then you're going to get back into the groove of things. 
So even when you veer off or when you have this low moment or when you plateau, trust me, you're going to get reignited because of the community you decide to join or the community you decide to, to, um, to lead, that the people you surround yourself with, the conversations that you now have, the perspective that you're about to get. There's so many different ways of, of, of just growing in this journey with Christ. And I encourage each and every one to take the time. I remember when I was in college, I'm going to sit back real quick. And I remember those, those crusaders or those, those people who were always asking like, Hey, do you know about God? And do you, you know, are you a believer? Or they always ask questions and I wasn't ready in college. I wasn't ready to sit down with them. I wasn't ready to, I, I always thought they were, I mean, I'm going to say, it, I thought they were weird. I thought they were just like, Oh man, too good, too holy too. But that was me and my insecurities. And that was me and, and me wanting to be part of the world and be cool and do certain things and, and adventure and try different things. And, and I had to go through what I went through in my, my teens and my twenties and even early, my early thirties to get to the point where I'm at now, where I can embrace all this. Like brother Nick and I always talk about, you know, BC, right. Before, before becoming a Christian, I mean, all these things, like I, I I'm telling you this right now, y'all, like I wasn't the way I was right now. I was, I was uh, someone who, who manipulates uh, women and, 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 you know, thought dating multiple women was cool because that's what we're supposed to do. Quote, unquote. Um, I, you know, I, I, I've seen things done things that, that I will never regret, but I love the fact that I went through that because there's no shame. You don't need to be ashamed of whatever was the past because it's part of your testimony to where you are now and who you're going to become. So if I, any normal person that, that you will see, if me broken all and, and going through all the things that I thought was cool, that I had to fit in, that I had to talk a certain way, look a certain way, act a certain way, um, if me, that person can get to the point where I am right now, trust me when I say this, you can too. And the beauty of this journey is you come across certain people. Like I was blessed to come across Transformation Church. Um, and, and, and the fact that Pastor Mike, Pastor Nally, Pastor Charles, the whole staff, Brother Nick, I was able to connect with so many people who poured into me, who poured on me. And I've never felt this way ever in my life, right? I have great friends. I, I, I have people who I hung out with. I have people who I used to go out and drink with, who I used to do certain things with and stuff like that. But not saying those people are bad people. They're just not where I'm at anymore. And that's okay. I just know in my heart, I desire to be with the Lord. And I've seen through my own ways of how the transformation has taken place. I mean, Brother Nick can talk about this all day. <laughs> He's seen my evolution as a person um, to where I am now. And it's brought us to this point. So when I bring in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, one thing that I realized in this year is that I had to trust the Lord with everything. And I call it the principle of first. And what does that mean? Principle of first is you put God first in everything. You about to eat? Pray to God. Thank him. About your finances? I tithe before I even do anything else with it. If I go out, if I want to do certain things, I pray. Like, I go to God first. And what I realize is 
he does give me answers and guidance along the way. If I should be doing that, should I go see those people? Should I try this? But what I've learned after a year of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is I came across another scripture, which I'll bring in right now. It's in the book of Matthew, Matthew 16, 25. And this is what the new scripture for me now that I've been over a year in, this one stands out to me even more. And I want to share with you guys. Matthew 16, 25, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. How powerful is that scripture? For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. How many times do we really hold on to everything in our life and, and like things shatter or things break apart because we're trying to hold on to everything and we want the control of everything. But when you finally lose it and you give it up to the Lord, like you truly submit yourself and you truly surrender yourself, the Lord will provide and you will find new life. And so when I speak about that, I'm a living testament of it. I can only tell you guys through, through what I've experienced um, in, in these 16 months of how beautiful life has been. And I kid you not, yes, was there trauma? Have, did I have pain, heartache, trauma, um, insecurities, uh, inadequacies, all that? Absolutely. But what I did was I took the time to allow God to just really just pour over me and really get to a point in my life where I realized, like, there's no point for me to live without you, Lord. And what I've learned also is when I've given up my old life, I get emotional when I think about this. It's because I never regret anything of the past, but I can only imagine what my future is going to be. The present is so bright now. The present is so bright. The light is shining so brightly. The people that I see that laugh and smile with me, the, the, the people who are coming to me now because they want to learn more about Christ because they've seen the transformation in me. I can't even imagine myself like being who I was before. I've never been driven so much. Like this is the first time ever in my life I've ever said that, wow, I really want to go towards ministry. I never would have thought that in my life. I was raised to go to school, go to college, get a good job, make money, you know, have a career, have a family or date, marry, get, have a family, whatever it is. There was no conversation about where God intertwines in that. And so when I finally realized that, when I started to develop my own relationship with the Lord, things changed. And I share with you guys right now that if you take the time to develop a relationship, not a religion, and there's nothing, and there's nothing wrong with the religion, but while you're in that religion, please take the time to develop a relationship with God. You will see how faithful he is to you, how blessed you are, and how humble you can be to see just the fruit that comes your way. And as I close out tonight, I just want to say thank you to everybody that's listening. I really hope that you find a little bit of encouragement. If you're on your walk with Christ, keep going. There's many people in this world who are walking with you and praying for you. Keep going. 
There's many people who are in that point in their life also. You're not alone. And if you're questioning it, keep questioning it. There's nothing wrong with questioning it because all you're doing is allowing God to answer those questions, to build you, and to have you have confidence and conviction to who he is in your life. So I thank you guys for, for the time just listening. I really appreciate that you guys are continuing to just eat up everything Brother Nick is doing here on the Message Point Podcast. Because the more that we talk and normalize who God is, the better we all are and the more joy that we're going to have. I thank you guys. I love you guys. And I just want to say as we close out, thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Take care, everybody.